Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys ages 5, 3, and 18 months. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids ages 10, 8, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Today, I have a high five, and that is, guys, I'm admitting something, a serious weakness to you guys Mm -hmm. right now, but I have a serious problem with laundry. (laughs) I like Doing it actually of all the jobs, I actually like doing it because you just plop it in and leave. I do it all in one day. It's the way that works for me, and I know that does not work for some people. And I like the folding it, like we mm-hmm. we actually do it together as a family. I feel like we've nailed all of that. Mm-hmm. The thing that I have not nailed is putting the clothes away. Ugh. My biggest problem is job. a laundry basket of clean clothes folded not put away like that's like my biggest problem with laundry Mm -hmm. well this week i my high five is i made the goal because my kids guys i make my kids the night we fold them they all take theirs to their own places they have Mm -hmm. to put them away right then Mm -hmm. but for some reason i for two weeks didn't do it i'm i'm like embarrassed to even say this i didn't didn't put yours away. i didn't put mine away (laughs) so and it took me seriously like a full half an hour to put them away. The day I was doing laundry this week, two weeks of clean clothes before. Embarrassing, right? <laughs> so I came down to my kids and I'm like, guys, this is a vulnerability moment. I have to admit something. You guys have been great about putting your clothes away because I make you. And I have not. I did not put mine away. And it just took me way longer than it should to put away oh. two weeks worth of clean clothes. And when I say two weeks worth, I mean, I'm like pulling stuff out of them <laughs> to wear it. You know, like underwear and stuff. But So I'm like, okay, guys, tonight... I'm going to make sure I put away my clothes the same as I make you guys, mm-hmm. which I know I should have been doing all the way along, but I actually did it and it's amazing <laughs> because now all my clothes are just put away and I don't have this clean basket of laundry haunting me all week and it's quite liberating. So I think I'm going to set myself a new goal and be a little less hypocritical and actually put away <laughs> my own clothes. So oh. check back with me next week because I'm going to go for two weeks yeah, in a row. Hold you to it. A streak. <laughs> Two the weeks. worst for me is the hanging up clothes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, that's the pile that's always sitting at the end of my bed. I'm like, yes. Or my stuff that I can't dry because when I fold, yep. they're still drying. So then they're, like, not with the rest of them. And Yes. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for that. And I'm embarrassed to admit it, but you guys are a safe space for me to admit <laughs> my weaknesses. So there you go. You want to know an inefficient but trick that you can make sure you always put away your laundry that we have fallen into that was an accident is we don't have laundry baskets oh yeah that'll do it so we just fold and all we have have 400 piles on the ground (laughs) and we just have to take them and put them all away which is super annoying but we don't leave the laundry baskets because we don't have any yes (laughs) but it's quite inefficient that makes sense so mine we each have a laundry basket that we have like labeled with our name on Mm -hmm. it it's super cute and they even have like chosen their nicknames that we have it's Mm -hmm. really cute but yeah you're right the downside is you can just carry your basket up and set it down yes but okay well we don't have kids i'm sure once we have kids that actually do carry their own laundry and put it away yeah uh they'll need baskets (laughs) and when i say my kids help and put away their own clothes i'm mainly meaning my daughters (laughs) in fact only meaning my daughters because they're old enough that they can 
yes. actually accomplish that task well. Yeah. My sons, they can fold the towels really well. Yes. They fold those and they'll put glass. those away. And and oh, my five year old, he has started. He he's really working on it. Like he mm-hmm. tries really hard. Mm-hmm. And he's he'll roll his clothes and it's really cute. So but yeah, my three year old, it's just like please don't be in the same room. (laughs) I mean, he is, but it's easier if he's just not. Yes, totally. So so yes, the day will come where your kids are can fold. I mean, my my older kids can fold just as well as I can. Yeah, that's so nice. My husband can't even fold as well as me. So that's impressive. (laughs) That's also true. (laughs) Okay, so my high five, a high five today also, so that's fun. Um, And that is Cohen is doing basketball, junior jazz, they call it here in... Utah, because that's like our NBA team. And my philosophy with, I think we've talked a little bit about this with um, like extra stuff, is you got to like really want to do it. Because if you're like, "Eh, I kind of want to, I kind of don't. I don't want to take out of my time (laughs) to take you to the thing. So I was kind of nervous because, so he, uh, both Cohen and Terrell's five-year-old did soccer together. And they really wanted to, and it was really cute and they loved it and they were super excited about it and I think because they were together that was made it extra mm-hmm. fun for them mm-hmm. and so he had said that he really wanted to do basketball it was one of those where he was like really pumped about it and then we signed him up and then it was a little less excited and then he started playing and really liked it but he it was so cute I think it was it wasn't this game but it was a couple weeks ago so it would have been like his second game or something after he got the jitters out, he was like, Mom, basketball, it's like soccer. It's going to be really hard, and I'm going to have to practice a lot, but then I'm going to be good, and it'll be fun. <laughs> and it was so cute. I was like, my Parker, my husband, does a really good job about um, the right kind. Of, he does really good praise when it comes to sports of, like, oh, awesome. practice, uh-huh. which when I'm watching the games I'm getting into, it's hard for me not just to be like, you're the best. <laughs> you're so good like (laughs) yes but Parker's really good about like you know you practice dribbling that or whatever so it's really cute and he's into practicing which I love oh that's really cute that was a weakness of mine when I was little I just was like I just must be good at the thing Mm -hmm. I don't want to practice the thing so it's cute to see him that's awesome okay so today we are going to um, answer some listener questions that we got on Instagram and the first one is from an anonymous sender, writer, inner, listener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had an idea for a topic that I personally would love to hear about. I am sure many other moms would too. I would love your tips and tricks for sick day activities. When our kids aren't feeling well and have low energy, how do you avoid screen time? And what other things do you recommend? So I like this question because we all have kids who get sick sometimes, and this obviously applies to sicknesses that come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I don't really have uh, very much advice for sicknesses that stay, like a chronic illness, mm-hmm. but I'm sure actually we probably have some listeners who have some excellent tips for that. Mm-hmm. So this is just, though, for sickness that comes and then it goes, like their immune system fights it off and they get better. Um, but my tips are... So I like, anytime my kids are sick, I like to think, what is it that I want them to learn from the sickness? Do I want them to learn that being sick 
is the best thing ever and that's the only time I actually give them attention Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. right but I also want to be loving and connecting so I just go into with that conscious thing of to me it isn't like a this is the best time of your life (laughs) you know but also I I love I actually think the opportunity that we have to care for sick children I actually see it as like a sacred opportunity that we have that they are so vulnerable and so open and as parents I mean when else in your life can you like throw up on somebody and not feel embarrassed mm-hmm. but little kids don't feel embarrassed mm-hmm. about it yeah and it's just like this really open time of connection mm-hmm. I think and so I actually look at it first of all as wow I get to care for you this is mm-hmm. a stage of my life where I can give a whole day just to taking care of you while you're sick mm-hmm. um but at the same time, I also don't want it to be like, oh, you're sick, so here, have a whole bag of candy and treats and mm-hmm. all these kinds of things, which mm-hmm. probably wouldn't help the sickness anyways. So I just like to be really intentional about what I do. So these are some tips that I have. First of all, I like to do things that are healing and have a focus on being present. So I'll say to my kids, what is it that you're feeling? So have them identify in their body. It's a, Being sick is a really great time to check in with yourself and say, I'm feeling this behind my nose. It's also behind my eyes. Or, you know, I feel like I'm going to throw up, whatever it is. But just identifying what they're feeling. And then also, I really like to, the foods and drinks that I feed them, I like to, as I give them to them, tell them why I chose them and why they're healing things. Mm -hmm. So I made you this thing and Mm -hmm. it has this vitamin in it and it has this in it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there will be like a specific fruit that I give them. And I'll even say cool things like, Uh, Isn't this amazing that God has given us this thing? He's created this thing that has this vitamin in it that helps our immune system. Isn't that Mm -hmm. so cool? Mm -hmm. So add a little dose of wonder into it. But the idea that when you're sick, it's a good thing to nourish your body with things that are... Why are you giving me that look? (laughs) I have a story I have to tell after Darlin tells this part that you guys will love. I just look over at Felicia and she's like, just like giggling to herself. I'll just tell you right now. Tell us, yeah. Just, this is just a little blip, but the other day, Terrilyn was off somewhere and I, we were talking and her husband was there <laughs> and he was like, Terrilyn is the best, cause you guys, she is the best, like she is such a good, like caring for people. You are when they're like sick or injured or anything. And he had like his diverticulitis, some sicknesses last year and he was like, if I was like dying in a wheelchair, Terrilyn would keep me alive. She would, like, be willing me, like, out into the sun to get me vitamin D. Like, I would be like, let me die. And she would <laughs> keep me alive. <laughs> and it, anyways, this is reminding me. But it is so, you really are such a good caregiver. It's so good. I love it. He's like, she'd be, like, willing me around to meet new people. Like, probably it's so funny it's so funny he is so funny my husband makes me laugh and he also i love it because he sees my quirkiness and he values it but he also doesn't mind yeah poking fun at it sometimes so i don't take myself too seriously i like it i love it it's hilarious i love it he has a very yeah he has a funny opinion about she's like yeah i feel like you guys are on opposite ends of the spectrum of things to do when you're sick yes he's like give me all the medicine yeah and if it gets too bad i'd just rather die yeah. <laughs> that's, 
That's his thing. <laughs> anyway, so we make a good team. But I love it. Okay, I love that. Well, okay, Sorry to well. take away from this. <laughs> Actually, like, really, I'm, like, writing down your notes. Let me see. <laughs> and I also love giving, like, physical healing stuff. So, you know, I'll rub oil on their feet. And, I, and I'll tell them, like, this does this and this does this. I am... Uh, I like essential oils. I've never, um, I'm not like religious about them, mm-hmm. but I like the smell mm-hmm. and I think they add a little bit when you're giving somebody a foot rub yes. to the smell that you like or that has a property that you like, but I do it more for just the emotion of it. Mm-hmm. And then another thing I do, which I don't know if I should admit this cause you guys may be like, ah, oh, this is, this is not what you're doing. What you say to do, because in her question, she actually said specifically how to limit screen time. So for me, when you're sick, it is not a screen time free for all. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the, I don't think you can be present with yourself. If you're being present with yourself, oftentimes my kids just want sleep. Mm-hmm. If I say, what yeah. is your body's asking for? A lot of times you ask that question. What is your body asking for? They might say orange juice and sleep. Mm-hmm. Then we drink some orange juice and we, mm-hmm. then we let them take a nap. So I think if you overdo it with screens, they're not going to learn how to heal themselves or allow their body to (laughs) heal but i totally allow like if they're going to be sick for a long time we'll totally i mean we'll watch maybe in a day we'll probably do one of this but we'll watch a movie but we do it in spanish Mm -hmm. and what i found with young kids guys and we try to speak spanish at home regularly but even if you don't have that like sometimes the movies will just come in french and we don't even speak french and yeah they don't care yeah (laughs) so yeah it's just you're you're activating a part of their brain so mm-hmm. we'll watch a movie, we'll snuggle, or usually, actually, when they're sick, I'm usually, like, cleaning up bodily fluids. I know. I feel like my house gets something. really clean when my kids are sick. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, mopping yes, a hundred times. scrubbing time. everything, <laughs> washing sheets. Uh-huh. So we do do some screen time. And one time, and this might be wrong, but there is one time where I truly embrace the screen time, mm-hmm. and that is during the stomach flu. Ugh, yes. Not the whole time, because you need to rest and stuff, but, like, specifically when you're waiting for the next throw up (laughs) my kids sometimes will be i have one in particular my second daughter she'll like cry like almost get anxious like it's coming i don't want it to come the dread and it's just a feeling of dread which Mm -hmm. i totally get Mm -hmm. and so for me i love if we like let's watch a movie until it comes yes and it is kind of a way of numbing out but it's a time where i embrace that yeah so i just yeah we also do indulge in more definitely more shows or movies when we're sick, especially, yeah, the literally you're just sitting here. Because I feel like a lot of sicknesses, my kids will still play just with less energy. Yeah. You know, they'll do mm-hmm. some Legos yeah. or Magnetiles mm-hmm. laying down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if it's like we can't go on, the only option mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. to sit here. Yeah. Another thing I like um, to do is, so, yes, seeing uh, my kids are so little that I, like, I know they need to sleep. And I can tell they're like. Just laying there like, so to encourage sleep, I will do audiobooks or like story meditations for kids mm-hmm. in their beds. Mm-hmm. So it's like encouraging the sleeping. Yes, brilliant. Um, and we'll link some, I'll link my favorite story meditation on iTunes. Um, and then also I just try to let go of getting anything done or achieving anything in that day. So if I have like appointments, I try to move them around because nothing worse as a kid than I'm sure than being shoved in the car to go somewhere so if you can move stuff around and just don't put any pressure on yourself and then we also try to 
go outside if it's warm enough mm-hmm. just get some vitamin d and like yes. eat lunch outside or yeah. even like even for me if it's in the winter but sunny yeah so if it's snowing we don't do yeah that. but if it's sunny like we'll still put on coats and yes. go outside and just like put our face towards the sun for a few minutes seriously because i don't you guys have probably all felt this i felt it if i watch like too much shows even if i'm sick sick, i feel more sick yeah Yeah. i just feel like grungy if i but if i like take a shower and Mm -hmm. go outside a little bit it just makes you feel a little bit more fresh so for me take a bath totally don't watch too much Mm -hmm. (laughs) shows and Mm -hmm. spend a little bit of time outside you feel so 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 much better yep for me even just washing my face and brushing my teeth when i'm sick yes makes a huge game changer difference yeah you just don't feel so just like you know totally bleh yep all right i love those tips and we're going into sick season so sending good vibes to everyone in the sickness yes okay so our next question um is from naomi and she asks so she says i'm seven months pregnant and in all honestly i want to smack my head against a wall (laughs) i'm laughing because we've all felt this (laughs) my toddler is so unbearable most days with tantrums, kicking, shouting, crying over things that don't go her way. I've tried everything I've read, everything I can think of, and I can't deal with it anymore. I hate being around her, and I know that's a strong word. Um, my husband is being pushed around by her, and he's trying his best to keep her happy and calm, but she's hurting my soul. I don't know what to do. The wrong pillowcase, the wrong tights, the radio is too loud, there are bubbles in the bath, we need to leave the house, and I'm driving, not dad. I mean, I have to live too. It makes me seriously, seriously wonder why I'm having another kid because I can't handle it much longer. Um, I have to add, she was lovely for 90% of the day up until a month or two ago. She's excited about the baby, so I don't think it's solely just down to that. Which is a super important part. I'm glad she included that last little blur. Yes, yes. So um, I think we've all been there in some capacity with toddlers in this feeling like this you just can't even handle them anymore so we're just going to pick out a couple things that we think might um help her so my tips for you naomi are um just to make sure that you're responding to her um with in your truth and not reacting to what her tantrums so what that means for me is that i hope i can be the constant for my kids even when they're thrashing so we've talked about boundaries and limits in the past and I think just making sure that um, you have your set boundaries and your set limits and whether or not she's really nice and happy or she's having a huge tantrum you're holding that same same boundary for whatever it is um so making sure that um you don't if you're be aware if you feel like she's pushing around and you're just trying to do everything in your whole day to make her happy let go of that it's it's your job as a parent to keep them safe and to love them but when i remove the thought in my mind that i that pressure that i have to make my kids happy and they have to be happy all the time Mm -hmm. It, like, releases so much because that isn't our job. And your kid's not going to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. They're going to be yeah. mad. But you're still yep. going to love them. Yep. And I think every time they're they're pushing against us, those, like, testing things, they're asking, like, is it okay if I'm mad, sad, rude, calling you names? Are you still going to love me? Can you handle it? What they're, – they're testing what kind of leader you are. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And I think this is where relationships can get off course because we can start reacting to our kids and then we're being frustrated all the time. Like, why have you turned into a Mm -hmm. monster? Mm Because that's sometimes how we feel. And then the whole relationship can start veering off. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you can just stay in the middle, she's veering. Mm -hmm. She's spinning out of control. Mm -hmm. If you can just stay in the center and say, yeah, I can handle you. That's Mm -hmm. the message you're wanting to give her in this stage of her life is, Mm -hmm. I can handle you whether you're lovely 90% of the time, like she was just a month or so ago, or acting like (laughs) somebody who makes you want to pull your hair out. Mm -hmm. I can handle you at any of this time. You're not, you're not too much for me. Mm -hmm. So one thing I would add to this uh, question is because she included that last uh, part about she used to be a lot easier, Mm -hmm. lovely, in fact, 90% of the time. But then she says, But she's excited about the baby, so it can't just be that. Mm -hmm. So I think especially it sounds like this girl is the oldest. This Mm -hmm. is an assumption here, but, oh, yeah, because she said she's having a second. Yeah. So this with the oldest, I cannot overemphasize to all of you parents out there. (laughs) I think most old. this is a blanket statement, but in my experience, most oldest kids go through something exactly like this. So you are not alone. Yes. They call it the dethroning Mm -hmm. of a child. So Mm -hmm. even if that, so my daughter, she loved, she was excited about the little sister. Also when her little sister was born, she loved her. She actually never had any of like the, she never tried to hurt her or anything. Mm -hmm. So she was positive towards the baby, but wow, that does not mean that she isn't processing so much emotion because mm-hmm. it's change. Mm-hmm. So much change. She can sense your belly's getting bigger. She can feel the energy of your whole home shifting, mm-hmm. making space for this baby. And so even if it doesn't seem logical, there's still going to be so much. And even for those of you out there who are saying, well, my toddler's doing this and we don't have a baby coming or just born. Just as a toddler, your whole life is changing all the time. So yeah. it could be a Seriously, variety of things. Right. You can't even really nail down what it is. Mm-hmm. But you just have to trust the process that this obviously is just a phase. It isn't her nature because she was just lovely a little while ago. Mm-hmm. So just know this is a phase that kids move in and out of. She's just having a lot of emotion that she's going through. So no, and but unfortunately with toddlers, they don't hold back. Or fortunately, I don't know. They don't hold back <laughs> at all. So when they go, when they turn. Yes. <laughs> turn into a whole different animal you know (laughs) and so my my tips here first of all just to say you're not alone and there is something there that she is processing you're just gonna have to process it Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna use the example of the bubbles in the bath because toddler tantrums make no sense right ever it's never about like it isn't yeah it's not about (laughs) the thing the bubbles in the bath or the pillowcase or whatever as you're saying you said your husband is you know trying to make her happy so unfortunately, the making her happy isn't really going to help the situation because she spiral. just has a yeah. lot of emotion inside of her. So sometimes, like with uh, the radio volume, I've actually had this in totally in my family. My first, again, coming mm-hmm. back to my first. If she said that, I could say, oh, it's too loud for you. Oh, totally. I'll turn it down just a little bit. But if I want the radio on, mm-hmm. then I'm still going to leave it on. And she's going to keep screaming because guess what? It's really not about the radio. Mm-hmm. So... Then I just say, you know, I'm going to leave it on, but you can be as frustrated as you want about it. And guess what? You can cry as long as you need to about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. So just let them know. You can totally, mm-hmm. you can experience as much emotion about this as you want. In fact, be frustrated at that radio. Mm-hmm. Let that radio have it. <laughs> but I'm just going to keep listening yes. and I'm going to keep doing the dishes. Yes. With the bubbles specifically, sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. So I'm going to give this tip and... If it doesn't work, I apologize. Mm-hmm. But sometimes with my kids, I could like picture my kids doing this. 
like I'll, I, this this works really well with my youngest, but it did, doesn't work with my oldest. She hates it when I make things funny. She's mm-hmm. like, "Mom, you're just make, mommy, you're just making it worse. You're not funny." <laughs> but my youngest, he it totally diffused mm-hmm. the whole situation. So you could say something like, "You are so mad that there's bubbles. They're so silky and soft and cute, and like flick them or something." Mm-hmm. And she might laugh, be like, "Oh yeah, those silky bubbles are making mm-hmm. me mad. Like that's a funny situation." Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. That but. works well for both of joking. If I can get in the joking mode, which is not my skill when they're freaking out, I'm more just like, but it works. I feel like it's hard to get into that as a parent, but mm-hmm. it works for a lot of mm-hmm. kids. If you yeah. can. Yeah. And peaceful parenting, peaceful mm-hmm. parent, happy. Mm-hmm. What is that? Peaceful parent, happy child. Happy kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Peaceful yeah. parent, happy kids. Yeah. I we'll think. put a, we'll <laughs> we'll put a post it. to that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a link to that. Uh, they say that actually they found that laughing and crying releases the same mm-hmm. channel of emotion. Mm-hmm. So if you can switch it to laughter, that is helpful. I have found, again, sometimes. But also, I just want to tell you this so that you can feel like you're not alone. My oldest, I've never had any child who can do this like my oldest. But there is something... Ugh. It's just so persistent. I look back at the tantrums she threw around the same time when mm-hmm. I was pregnant and after I had that baby. She could latch on to something. Like, for example, I would tell her, we're going to see Papa Dave and Mama Joy tonight. Mm-hmm. And she would say, don't tell me which grandpa we're going to. You ruined the surprise. <laughs> and then she would lose it. Lose it. Make me forget. Make me forget. I even tried to make it funny. I do like, sometimes I'd be like, abracadabra do Like yeah. make it funny, which didn't work at all. Again, the joking, not, not working. Not for her. <laughs> and she would scream and cry. And so then I just let her feel it, you know. And seriously, I would think like this one time, not this one time, sorry, many times, she would seriously have a tantrum for a half an hour and I would think she's obviously forgotten uh. this dumb thing <laughs> that she was freaking out about. And as soon as she would start talking again because she was done crying, she would go right back to that. Oh Make gosh. me forget. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, my. Like, bang. Like, when she's talking, bang your head against the wall. I remember thinking, Serious. I can't handle this for much longer. And then guess what, guys? You let it, it go through and then somehow it just passes. My parents actually say that all the time. You think you can't go through it, but if you just stay steady and unruffled and don't let it get to mm-hmm. you, it eventually just goes away. It does. So, and now she's, I mean, like, I can't even picture her now doing that. Right. Knowing her now. Yes, this is not forever. Yeah, it's not forever. <laughs> but looking back, I mean, she had a serious willpower of like, mm-hmm. wow, she could latch on and have a tantrum and so never end. I just want to let you know, you're not alone. And there is something about that first. Every first is a little it's different. So I'm not true. saying all firsts are the same, but that dethroning is rough. Yes, it them. was really hard on my oldest. He just, in true man fashion, just went straight to the point and just took it out on the baby. Yes, <laughs> but it was really fun. And I had, I went through, like, when she's like, I, what does she say? I hate her as a strong word. I you feel those feelings of like you like y- there's no like you're not feeling any warm fuzzies <laughs> with this like little kid which is so it's so hard because you do you know you love them and you want to protect them and do the best you can but man I felt really 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 angry towards him a lot a lot of times and it was really hard so that first I'm sure there's firsts that don't have this but I know a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so our last question from Kelly. Oh, 
one more thing before we have our break actually oh yes um Sorry. i just want to add one thing in about sicknesses that you guys may think is the dumbest thing ever and so just ignore this if you hate this okay and i i know as i say this a lot of you're gonna be like okay that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard but there might be some of you out there who this helps when i was nursing my babies i started the habit of now i would never do this with like a deadly sickness i'm not going to go mm-hmm. up to somebody with like a sickness that's going to kill you and mm-hmm. do this but yeah. in my own family with like run-of-the-mill sicknesses mm-hmm. they just catch at school and bring home i would because i wanted to give the antibodies to my baby and i was so worried about my baby getting the sickness when i had an older kid get sick i would literally share a cup with them because mm-hmm. i wanted my milk to start producing antibodies to that thing i didn't read that anywhere i do not have doctor's orders mm-hmm. to do this this is just me yeah doing it and and breast milk i felt like my babies it did help them a lot of yeah. times they wouldn't get sick i'm not saying it was that mm-hmm. it could be a variety of factors but what I found is it was like an unintentional result. I actually still do that even though I'm not breastfeeding my kids anymore mm-hmm. because, guys, this is going to sound crazy. But first of all, I still do it because I am almost like, you know, if I'm going to get sick. We're all going to get sick anyway. Yeah. But the other thing that's done, I get sick significantly less when I do this. And I, I'll tell you my non-medical mm-hmm opinion about it mm-hmm. i think it's because i'm not afraid of getting sick like i've taken the fear mm-hmm. out of it and i've just said i'm gonna drink out of their drink and i'm also gonna take some vitamins that i know will help m- my immune system mm-hmm. so like i'm strong enough to handle this mm-hmm. and i feel like using my immune system just fights it off i still get sicknesses every once in a while but it's yeah. less yeah totally and i think that anyway so that's just if you hate that don't do that mm-hmm. but it actually works for me like mm-hmm. when my kids come home with sickness i just drink it and i almost never I very get the sickness get yeah because i've just yeah. taken the fear out of it instead of mm-hmm. dreading it because i used to have like this dread of like oh no i can't get sick it was like a horror movie like i'd go to bed at night and be like when is it gonna come mm-hmm. who's gonna get it in the night and now mm-hmm. i'm just like you know what we're just gonna face it lean into it mm-hmm. and oh, i don't even know if i should admit this but when it's just like a cold or even with stomach flu i do this i actually have all my kids we all share just a thing get it. that may sound <clears> so bad no. But my kids actually think. are getting I know a lot of people too, do that. though. Mm-hmm. Like all of us. We none of us have fear. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Here it is. What I found is I was like obsessively germaphobe for years. Mm-hmm. I'd have one kid get the stomach flu and I'd be literally sanitizing everything, keeping them in their own room. They couldn't even come out into mm-hmm. the other area of the family. And everybody would still get it. And I was so <laughs> frustrated. So I just totally changed my tactic and we actually get sick less. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it has more to do with fear, the mm-hmm. lack of fear personally. Right. And you're also purposely strengthening up your body knowing mm-hmm. it's been exposed i'm going to give it all the nourishing things i can mm-hmm. so again that is not i'm not a doctor no i know a lot of people that do that, that works though. for me yeah yeah i like that it tip. might work for you yes okay sorry we're actually not gonna do our next question yet we're gonna take a little break be right back look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our last question is from Kelly. She has another question about toddlers. She says, mine is about 20 months and is a really great kid. Ignoring tantrums, redirecting, etc., has worked wonderfully for us. But I think I need to start thinking about what my action plan is for more serious things like hitting, kicking, intentionally harming, etc. Time out, make them say sorry, take things away, hold them in a way they can't hit. Luckily, he's a very mild-mannered, he is very mild-mannered, but I want to have a plan for the probable future. Okay, so Kelly's basically asking um, what, with all these different options as far as um, how you can respond when your toddler is hitting, kicking, all of those sort of things. Um, so I would say if he does start moving into this stage, the things that work best for me are really being aware of my kid when they're going into a situation that they might be triggered. So for my oldest, that was um, playing with other kids the same age, um, especially other kids where they'd be sharing like toys and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a classic toddler thing. So I would try to be a little bit more extra aware of them in those situations and um, yeah, remove them if I felt like they couldn't handle the situation or if I could block um physical hurting so if i saw them getting frustrated go over and make sure i was that physical barrier between them and other kids um and if they did land a punch or latch on Mm -hmm. to another kid with a bite or all those things that happen um i would try to model an apology so when they're really really little um i would really really try hard in these situations not to get overly angry yourself and say things like oh my gosh like you hit him with like these big accusations even though I know as a parent that feeling of like oh my gosh my kid like we have all this monster (laughs) like what is he doing so try to um model so go up to the other kid say sorry and if and if the parent is there um that is a that is a line that gets a little bit tricky when um, you aren't making your kids say sorry. Sometimes it gets a little awkward with other parents who maybe feel differently. So I try to always model the apology myself to the kid and to the other parent if they're there. So I might say something like, oh, it looks like you really hurt him. Um, and I'm so sorry to the kid, to the parent. And then I might say, is there anything you can do to make them to make him feel better sometimes your kids are so little at this point they're running away or they're crying crying themselves yeah mine usually cry when they hurt somebody they cry because they knew that they shouldn't have so they may not even be hearing you but just modeling that um empathy and as they get older they will learn from your modeling of saying sorry my kids all now if i say is there anything you can do to make him feel better they might sometimes not want to say sorry, but they 
they know what sorry means and they they like when people say sorry to them like they will learn it without you making them say it and Janet Lansbury and Magda Gerber, they both, we do that because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And that that's the method they teach for respectful parenting, that forcing somebody to an apology isn't sincere. So I, I love that way of, first of all, anytime I hurt somebody, because as an adult, I'm not clawing their face. Right. But I might do something that hurts their feelings. Mm-hmm. And so my kids, and, and as an adult, my goal is, is there something I can do to make amends? Mm-hmm. And I think an apology is important, mm-hmm. but I want to, I want to mean it if I say it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're, that's the goal is for our kids. We want them to be able to see the other person. Cause a lot of times when we do things to hurt other people, we're so focused on ourselves and other people's reaction to us that we don't even see the other person. So by modeling, not getting angry yourself and freaking out at them, mm-hmm. you're keeping the attention on their actions and the feelings of the child that they hurt. Because that's what you want. You want that empathy in them. You want them to be able to see actions I just did hurt somebody else. That's like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing I want my kids to take away is, oh, that hurt them. Is there something I can do to make amends? An apology is something I can do. Sometimes Mm -hmm. there's other things. Sometimes it's getting them a Band-Aid or an ice pack from Mm -hmm. from the freezer. But I think giving them that opportunity, is there something you can do to help them? could you say sorry? And sometimes they say no, or they are freaking out themselves. And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. you just turn to the person and say, I am so sorry. That looked like it really hurt. Mm -hmm. So you're giving the empathy if they're not willing to give the empathy. But instead of turning into a shaming of, you will say sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm going to lock you away, you know, whatever the thing is, then you're taking away their chance to even see that other person because now they're just focused on themselves Mm -hmm. and their punishment. Yeah, same thing. And I think it's really, like, that helps a ton with sibling conflict too is... I try always to address the hurt kid first. Yes. It yeah, gets tempting with good. your own kid to try to discipline the kid who's hurting. Uh-huh. But yes. yeah. Yeah. That's another thing is too. Yeah. I love that. You go to the person who's hurt first. That mm-hmm. looks like it really hurts you. Then mm-hmm. you can turn to the kid who hit. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? Mm-hmm. Uh, this also, I think, really goes well for... So my first, I did timeouts because I hadn't read Janet Lansbury and Magda Gerber's things in the respectful parenting area and I thought it was fine but I really do like this tactic a little better the whole uh their their belief system around timeouts is that timing out is teaching when you do something wrong you deserve isolation Mm -hmm. and you're not worthy of connection with people Mm -hmm. and that's the philosophy at a deeper level right Mm -hmm. so the idea is I the goal and really kind of the theme I guess of this whole episode is that we are teaching our children that we can handle them no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that includes, so I don't do timeouts for my younger three. I I haven't done timeouts. Even when they do hit, I still help them see the other person, help them make amends. And there are, there's been many times where we actually do leave the situation. Mm -hmm. Like clearly you guys playing in this area together isn't working. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm actually going to move you over here with these toys and He's going to stay over here with these toys because you guys are having a hard time not mm-hmm. hurting each other. And I'm actually going to stay here in the middle and do my thing right here. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there is a physical boundary or some, there has been times also where I've actually said, say we're in a big group situation. This can happen at a store or at a big family event or at a party where I've said, you're really having a hard time. We together are going to mm-hmm. go in the other room. Mm-hmm. 
I've actually never left a place because I usually want to stay myself, but mm. but you could. We'll take a little. I've left stores before. Time in together. Oh, yes. But parties for me, I want to stay at the parties. Yes. So for me, it's more like, you know, we're just going to go take 15 minutes. Yes. We're just going to, I can tell you're having a hard time. So we're just going to kind of leave the situation mm-hmm. for a little bit. But it's not like a, you need, you're bad, stand in the corner with your nose against it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's more just like, you know what? We're going to change scenery here because clearly this is a little bit too much for you. Yeah. So I love all those things yeah ways you can teach your kids you're safe Mm -hmm. i am going to keep you safe by because hitting people hurts you people (laughs) in fact this is it's some martial arts aikido i don't know anyway but i actually say to my kids sometimes we can't hurt somebody else without hurting ourselves Mm -hmm. so i'm actually not if i can stop it i will say i won't let you hit him Mm -hmm. because i know it's not good for you either Mm -hmm. you feel out of control nobody likes that yeah so i can i always stop it when i can but i think kids thrive when they feel like my parents are going to keep me protect me protect me Mm -hmm. from doing really bad things and if i do hurt somebody they're not going to withdraw their love for me but they're also going to still have natural consequences which Mm -hmm. are maybe not being around that person Mm -hmm. and i'm also still responsible for my actions in helping somebody feel better yeah so i like all those things when you look at like long term what you want as humans yep we still apply all those to ourselves as adults yep and sometimes you do need to remove yourself but it isn't in a punishment you don't I don't want, as an adult, for you to feel like when you do something wrong, you deserve isolation. Because, like, addictions, that's, like, the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is you think, I don't deserve to be around other people, so I'm going to isolate myself more, which just feeds Mm -hmm. that darkness. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it's, that's totally different than, you know what, I need a break, I'm going to go take a bath. Right. See how you're still having a break, but one is a punishment to yourself, and one is a... I can know myself mm-hmm. enough. I'm going to be present with myself. So for me, as we approach our children with that in mind, it totally changes the way we look at removing them from situations. One is a place of presence and awareness and love. And the other is a punishment that isolation is a punishment. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. All right. Thank you for your questions. We love your questions. So you guys can send them to us, um, to either of us on Instagram. Our favorite way is if you leave a review, it also helps us so you can leave a review through iTunes as well. All right, let's find the magic. (coughs) Me, 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 me. (laughs) Brown cows.